Yeah, we called it security and privacy governance. It's basically about cyber risk and working out how to improve, really. We got a lot of personal information, some of it particularly sort of private that, you know, people may or may not ever want to get it out past the people who know. Then a lot of sort of day-to-day -day stuff like personal information and bank accounts and all of that kind of stuff as well. But it's particularly important that we kind of keep that secure and maintain privacy. Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of Upwards. It's good to uh, to have you on uh, online again. In this episode, we've got some really special people from MyHR. Uh, MyHR are customers of Omnilies, and we're really excited to have them here to talk a little bit about risk and governance, uh, a really exciting topic, uh, you might think, but um, there's actually some really cool things that we're going to discuss today around how to do this well. And, uh, and my, our friends at MyHR, um, have have really led the way in sh in showing what this uh, what's possible in this region. So um, today we have uh, guest Hannah Cosgrove, who's a HR advisor at MyHR, and we're also joined by Pete Simmons, returning to our podcast for the second time, uh, who is currently CTO at MyHR as well. So welcome to you both. Thanks. Hi, thanks. <laughs> it's good to see you again. And uh, look, MyHR, like I said, the customers of Armadly. If you don't know who I am, my name is Phil. Uh, I'm currently founder and CEO of Omidly, and what we are is a cyber resilience and, and privacy tool to really help you build out uh, and scale your privacy and security programs inside your organization. And so uh, that's what we do during the day, and podcast is all about this intersection of security, privacy, leaderships, and a bit of startup um, uh, stuff in there as well. So I'm sure we have lots to talk about today. Uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about risk and governance. We're going to talk about what that means, and I'm um, looking forward to diving into it. So um, let's let's get stuck into the show. So uh, perhaps uh, perhaps Pete, you could sort of start by telling us, you know, what what is a risk and governance group? Uh, what does that mean in your context? And you know, how did you form, you know, your own one? How did you go about setting that up inside MyHR? Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, we called it uh, security and privacy governance now, but yeah. It's basically about cyber risk and 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 working out how to how to make that how to improve, really. Um, so, a little bit of background about why it maybe why it's important to us. It's important, probably important to everyone. It's a bit of a building block in most businesses. But um, we're a sort of outsourced HR and slash slash combined with insourced. If you've got in in house people, we'll we'll make them more efficient, hopefully. Um, so we've got we run a HRIS sort of you know information system app kind of thing, and as well as that we've got um, consult uh, sort of HR expert consultant type people like Hannah, um, and and so can provide you know you can get on the phone and ask sort of tricky questions and we'll help out. Um, so along with that we got a lot of uh, personal information, um, some of it particularly sort of private that you know people may or may not ever want to get it out past the past the people who know. Um, but then a lot of sort of day-to-day -day stuff like personally identifiable information and bank accounts and all of that kind of stuff as well. Um, so it's particularly important that we kind of keep that secure and maintain privacy. And um, so it, it's always been uh, sort of front of mind for our, our two founders, Sean and Jason, and um, and they haven't really ever put, you know, got in the way of any of that. Uh, they, they definitely sort of proactively, you know, encourage it, but it's not their area of expertise. Um, and uh, it's not really anyone 
particularly area of expertise. So having a, a, a group do the governance as we've sort of uh, worked out was a pretty good approach. Um, prior to that, we were probably a bit smaller and mostly it was on me talking to them about it and then and then us talking to staff. But as we got a bit larger, we were managed, we managed to get a bit more diverse group. Uh, mm. So in our leadership team, we've got uh, sort of the four of us, which is Sean and Jason and uh, Vipka and myself, and Vipka's our chief operating and customer officer. Um, so between the two of us, VB and I decided this was pretty important. We'd both be, we both better be on the group. Um, and then we reached out to the re a couple of other people in the company who we thought were pretty key. Um, so there was April, one of our sort of senior developers and sort of solution architect nowadays. Um, and then Hannah, who was our privacy officer, so, which we, we, from the get go wanted to sort of, we sort of saw a lot of synergies between these you know, mm -hmm. uh, privacy and security areas. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit of why it's a good, you know, that's something you're picking up on there is that it's actually good to have people from different parts of the company. Why is that? Why is that important? And if maybe you can jump in, uh, you know, you're, you maybe are one of the newest members of the group. Um, tell us why that's been useful. For uh, it's been really helpful because it means we can all bring differing opinions. So, for example, I was an HR admin before I've worked in the onboarding space and I'm now an HR advisor. So I've been through most of the HR space and how we use the software so I can talk to that. Vibica can talk about the customer's experience and prioritizing that. And we can bring all these crazy ideas to Pete and April who can tell us if they're actually crazy or if they're possible. <laughs> um, so it's been really good to have those three different areas because it also means we can, if it's an area that we think we need more dev help, for example, then we can tie them in. Um, and yeah, it's just been really good so far having that variety. Mm. And Pete sort of mentioned, I was going to save this question for later, but let's jump in. Uh, uh, Pete mentioned you were the privacy officer as well. Tell me a little bit about how that role fits into this. Um, so how that role fits into this. So I try and take more of a privacy hat point of view rather than Pete, who usually takes the security side of things. Um, so I have done quite a bit of training in the privacy side. So there's different things of how we can improve the software. And usually it's a combination of privacy and security. Um, so that's where I've been yeah, coming from. That's great. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I think that's it's, um, what I'm trying to sort of um, touch on for the audience is that, you know, think about privacy as much as as much as security in this whole space and particularly uh, for you folks who are really a good example of this you've got a lot of a lot of pi given the nature of what you do um so i, th I think it's awesome having having a really strong privacy minded um, focus to that to that group as well so mm. that's good stuff tell me a little bit how you perhaps you do this you know how's this set up practically how do you facilitate communication maybe you know some of those kind of details for folks who have perhaps never done this before uh yeah well we um so we we meet at least uh monthly um and we have a slack channel that's like a continuous conversation and it's uh i mean it gets uh, our onwardly reminders in there among other things but uh we post in there things like i, I posted uh an article the other day of google's approach and it's uh, how it, its approach that it wants its people to take in regards to chat GPT and similar technologies. 
um, which was quite aligned with what we'd, we'd just done in internal training, kind of saying the same thing. So it was quite nice to sort of see, hey, some other people are saying the same thing. But the important part isn't really that. It's the seeing the diversity of, of what we're doing and kind of keeping the conversation going. Um, so, so on a monthly basis, we meet for, I think we schedule an hour, but it, it really takes that long. Um, uh, we used to schedule half an hour, but we expanded the team um, recently uh, of who's in to help get do the do the work, as it were. Um, sort of double the size by pulling a few people from from other areas of the business um, that we could, which has been really helpful for keeping things moving forward. Um, and practically, uh, what we've moved towards is a sort of OKRs approach of a plan. So we take items out of the Omidly plan and say. For this quarter, we're going to try and get to uh, this score normally is, is where the goal goes and then have some key results, which are the particular items we're going to address. Um, so we meet and just, you know, the usual sort of retrospective of uh, what's what's working, what's not working, what's getting in the way, how can we help? Um, so we, we do have the usual things to deal with there of like, yeah. yeah, people have got other things they need to get on with. So making space for this stuff. Um, but uh, that's a matter of communication up and down and sideways through the business so that people are aware that this stuff needs to happen as well. Mm. And it seems like that's, that group's obviously grown since it began. So um, that's something to pick up on there as well is that the groups, I guess they change over time, right? Um, it started maybe with you, Pete, and, and a colleague, and it's grown to sort of a few more people commensurate yeah. with perhaps age and stage of the company. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it's sort of as we've grown. Uh, to be honest, as a company. So we're now sort of 70 people. So yep. um, we've got 11 uh, members in the team and sort of eight to nine active at any point. Normally one or two people have got to focus on something else for a little while. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. And having that, uh, having, I guess, that sort of redundancy, if that's maybe not quite the right word, but having uh, extra people to help you know, mm. spread that load, share that load, and having people available when perhaps you're on holiday or something like that is, is really key to some of the continuity in that, I can imagine. It's made a big yeah. difference. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, it's made a big yeah, difference to date. We've been yeah. able to um, actually progress a lot further on the OKRs that we've set up with having more people um and the way we've structured that so far is there's usually a lead which is a senior and then we've got mm. some juniors helping out to get that done oh that's really that's neat i really like that because you've got people that so it's not just all the seniors you know getting together and doing stuff it's actually bringing people along then just sort of almost training them in the process mm. yeah, yeah i like no, that been good. yeah it's really sort of uh senior junior based on how long they've been in security privacy does not necessarily relate it to where they are in the business either. It's sort sure. of like how comfortable they feel with the tasks. So trying to make sure people are supported. Um, yeah. Okay. That's the, and, and the collaborations actually definitely makes it more enjoyable uh, as well as you tend to get more done. You've got at least a couple of people to talk about why you're doing something for the, explaining to the rest of the, the wider business, which at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's pretty important getting, Doing, doing the thing, uh, whether it be setting up a register and starting to use it or uh, like a privacy information inventory, mm. or whichever exactly. task it is, that's important, but actually communicating it wider so that people understand what the value is and maybe where they can help is even more valuable. So. I, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I actually use you folks as inspiration for talking to some other people about how this is done um, and you know, very much what we're talking about at the moment. and. 
because I think it's a great it's a great model. And we've got sort of got to the point where we pretty much insist that people do this now if they're going to come on board with us because it's so important to get right. And what we see if people don't do it, then basically, surprise, surprise, they don't really make a lot of progress necessarily. So, uh, you know, it's a powerful model, something that's quite simple to set up. Uh, and and it just it just helps with that sort of human accountability and progress tracking sort of um, uh, mindset, which um, which lends itself well to this type of work, um, for sure. Uh, how have you prioritized the allocation of resources to this? Because you know, in an organisation and a startup, there's always a million more things to do than you have time or money or anything for. How do you how do you fight for? For, you know to get some of the stuff done amongst amongst everything else yeah Pete, you might want to take that yeah. one yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Pete can lead that you one. don't really yeah. fight yeah. for the resources oh. and Hannah can, <laughs> Hannah can add her uh, her flavor to that yeah. one <laughs> I, I think it's different a different point so we report we report back on progress uh to the whole business but and then specifically uh there's a sort of monthly management meeting that i report on this stuff and vv's there as well so we we kind of talk about this stuff um and uh and sort of note if we're falling behind our own targets which the case and it's because we've gotten we've as a business we've gotten focused on on other things um so that's that's mm. a pretty common sort of balance to be had right so it, it's about making sure you have the conversation and don't hide from it um and sharing your results whether they be successes or failures right that's the number one mm. way to get to get time and space is make sure you you bring things out into the light and say hey this is do you agree this is important and almost everyone always says yes and then it's like okay well we need to do this and we can't at the moment because of whatever it is um so it's not too much more complicated than that but but yeah that I mean, that sounds simpler maybe than some of these conversations end up feeling, but they're actually not that hard in hindsight. Mm. It's never a bad thing to bring things up and talk about it. Timely advice. Hannah, how about yeah. your, how about things from your perspective? Um, well, I kind of fought to be on the team, to be honest, because I really wanted to be the <laughs> privacy officer. And so Pete helped a lot with that. Um, but with nice. expanding it, what helped quite well is Pete and VB decided that we needed more people. And so there was just a general like call out to see who wanted to help. And they quantified it to be an hour or two a month. And if you, my thinking mm -hmm. is if you quantify it, people are more likely to be able to go, oh, I actually have the time for that, rather than joining a group and we don't know how much time we have to give you and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that, in my opinion, definitely helped with increasing the numbers in the team. That's fantastic. I like that. I like that you fought to be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, like, I mean, it, there's a, this stuff is inherently a human process in a lot of ways. And mm -hmm. I speak to a lot of people who are, need to have influence in their organization. And that's sometimes the hardest part. It's, you know, the technical controls of doing the work is one thing, but bringing people on that journey, getting the buy-in to do it, helping people take notice, all of that, all of those, I guess you might call them soft skills, leadership skills are just as important, probably as important as the rest of it as well. And so I think using, you know, some of those examples you gave there uh, are, are really are an important reminder for, for our audience, you know, that it is, it is about taking some level of leadership and showing results from, you know, success breeds motivation, having really honest discussions 
and all you know all of those things is really part of what this is about it's not just about ticking off tasks on a list it's about you know uh, influence and making sure that the right things are being being prioritized and, and sponsored i suppose by by others in the business as well so so well done sounds like you've got a really good combination as, in addition as it turns out like as we're getting more and more mature with this stuff it's part of the tasks that are required is reporting this stuff so mm -hmm. if you start early and use that as your motivation you're just setting yourself up for more success down the line really. yeah mm -hmm. i had a previous um i guess previous manager tell me that it hasn't been finished until you've told someone about it and it's quite a nice uh, it's quite a nice thing that sort of has always stuck with me is that you know it's great to do something but if you don't tell people about it especially once you start to get in a bigger organization it's almost as if it hasn't happened because telling them and making sure that they're aware of this uh, is, is such an important piece of, of getting anything done because otherwise people don't know and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I like that. Okay, how how do you see success in your overall uh, cyber resilience from from, a risking, uh, from running a risk and governance group alongside your security privacy program? So, you know, you mentioned you sort of have OKRs. How do you know if this is working? Is it really just about are we achieving what we achieved or is, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, sounds like it's me again, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, to, to be, you know, I know, maybe you'll love to hear this because it's your your baby, but uh, Onwardly helps a lot with that. Um, mm -hmm. The having the tracking is better. Actually, the new tracking is even better than the old tracking, but the old tracking for security was worked well for this purpose sure. as well. Just having having a score and a to do list, so you've got an overall kind of view, a little bit of a higher level one. Um, there's a couple layers now, which is really nice to have, but the overall view and then the lower level one of, yeah, we're definitely getting through these items and you're adding your own as, you know, your knowledge builds up, you kind of add your own play on things yeah. and stuff. Get So you get can see you're making some progress and there's a measurable thing that's easy to report on and discuss. It's pretty, that that's pretty useful. I think at the end of the day, that's kind of sound, makes it sound like it's a game it's not really about that. It's about how many, uh, how well do you react under pressure? So if you have a mm. potential privacy breach or a potential security breach, yep. how, how well do those things go? And some of that's about playing them out ahead of time, but getting good at doing those is a practice thing. And so you, you might be doing that through the natural way of it actually occurring, or you mm. might have to, you might have to simulate it, but when you're doing those things, well, I think that's, you know, that's a good measure of success. So that's one of the things that gets reported back at, at the monthly management meeting, for example, as well. We always talk about how many and what they were like, um, if if there were any, or how many how simulations did we do and how did that go? So um, I guess looking forward, uh, maybe this is getting a long-winded answer, which I'm known for, but um, looking forward, uh trying to get towards some of these externally recognized attainments uh like iso 27001 or mm -hmm. SOC2 or something like that or um uh i'm not quite sure if the privacy marks ever going to come back but we've we've kind of been keen to see if they're waiting will. and seeing yeah uh that, that's a that's a, a longer term external sort of measurable thing that's a little easier to um yeah. to communicate but the important part is sort of taking the steps to get there and measuring those and just you know like most things being clear about the plan forward um, so absolutely 
I mean, your your ability to recover from 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 something is is really one of the key hallmarks of maturity around around your own resilience. We call it resilient for a reason, right? Because and you can't necessarily avoid everything from happening, but you can certainly control how you respond to it, and that can make a huge difference. That can be the the break, the make or break. And so I think you've you've kind of identified one of the key the key pieces there in that and you know external ver verification is is good in lots of ways it's it's builds trust and confidence with your partners and customers it gives something else to kind of as a as a sort of an external verification internally it's not exactly the same as your own resilience so we you know we generally sort of talk to people about do resilience first and foremost that is the most important task and then you can kind of layer on compliance activities sort of certification activities on top of that um, but they're sort of not always exactly the same thing. So, so very much that's you know that's often a key progression. Um, don't wait for you know if you're out there thinking I'll just wait for ISO 27001, just start now, do something, uh, uh, you know, build up some basic sort of resilience activity, inform a risk and governance group, and start start really addressing some of those key things, and it will serve you know serve you really well for for that journey later down the track. Um, indeed. Um, very cool. Well, look, I think we're kind of coming in for a landing here. So um, thank you, thank you, Hannah and Pete, for your time. It's really cool to hear your your journey, your story at, at MyHR and how you folks are doing things. It's really, really cool and um, a great example for other people thinking about how they might sort of set something like this up inside their uh, organization. So you can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, we're on the podcast platforms as well. So uh, please feel free to, to, to listen and jump in and ask us anything. We'll endeavor to get back to you. Um, wherever we see that as well. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you again. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. This is Upwards, the podcast for security and tech leaders brought to you by Onwardly. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and join us again next time for more on security, startups, and leadership.